Greetings, dear friends in the Lord. Welcome to Pathways of Hope Daily Gospel Reflections. My name is Alden Salvania, and it is my joy to share with you my reflections on the Gospel of John 3.14.21. Actually, only one verse from this rich passage. Pope Francis would typically deliver his blessing to the city and the world, Urbi et Orbi, before thousands of pilgrims. But last year, almost to this day, he delivered the same blessing to an empty square and alone. At that time, a year ago, COVID had claimed 5,800 souls, which was already a staggering number then, but COVID was just warming up. A year later, an unthinkable 2.6 million poor souls have succumbed to COVID and counting, which prompted the Pope to exclaim, we realize that we are on the same boat. All of us, fragile and disoriented, each of us need of comforting, which made me think, what kind of boat are we on? Could it be possibly a cruise ship with us leisurely sunning, whining, and dining? Or is it more that we are huddled on a refugee boat fighting for dear life? But then again, maybe we are in a gigantic ship like the Titanic, massive, imposing, dominant race 10 stories high, easily dwarfing every other vessel it passes or comes across, which Titanic could easily crush unaware. Just look at the sheer size of that in comparison. And as it rammed through the waves of the high seas on its celebrated maiden voyage, most on board boasted of its utter unsinkability. Indeed, an unprecedented engineering marvel at its time, with a passenger payload of four times what the largest modern-day airliner can carry. That's staggering and massive to think that it was done over a hundred years ago. And at its helm stands proud and in full control, the captain and crew. Now, Beyond this colossal size and swiftness, this boat is also lap of extravagance. With each first-class suite priced over seventy-five thousand U.S. dollars in today's pricing, that's shy of four million pesos a suite. So naturally, the who's who of Western society were on board the elegant, well-manicured halls. Enveloped with live classical music, fine dining in ritzy fashion. The most elite experience on the high seas. Who wouldn't wish to be part of this in-crowd? <laughs> now, they're not the only passengers, however. For a few decks below them, revel and carouse the less sophisticated, low-class travelers. In tighter configuration, perhaps less prim, but certainly more raw in merriment. Cruder music, more twists and turns, more hops and jumps, <laughs> a little bit smellier, if you can just forgive them, much rowdier, uncoordinated, <laughs> smuggier, <laughs> unkempt, sweatier, and with more brawn. <laughs> yeah, a lot of brawn, plus a lot of spilled liquor. <laughs> 
And lest you forget, way below them, unceasingly toil the bottom dwellers to keep the ship cranking day and night. Now, these well-defined levels and classes, however, will soon become artificial and insignificant because regardless of their status, skill, or wealth, probably marked by pride and self-sufficiency, they are all, after all, in a glorious ship that unexpectedly sideswiped an iceberg, which cracked five of its chambers and got flooded with water, eventually causing the ship to gradually sink, oh no, split violently into two, rendering everything that the humans treasured as utterly useless as it came crashing down to the bottom of the ocean, killing more than two-thirds of the 2,200 people on board. You know, brothers and sisters, we are all on the same sinking boat, whether we know and accept it or not. This ship is called RMS Life, and to date, none of the estimated 108 billion passengers since time immemorial have gotten out of this ship alive, except for one ex-carpenter, who hundreds of his contemporaries witnessed as having lived quietly, and at around 33 years old, turned preacher, got arrested, suffered a death through a violent persecution, and very curiously, three days later, literally came out of the guarded tomb alive and never to die again. This is the same person referred by today's passage, which is arguably the most quoted line in the most read book in history. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. This passage carries the answer to the problem of the sinking ship of life and how to avoid perishing with it. The how summarized in one word, believe. But how to believe? So when you say, I believe in God, is that it? <laughs> not quite. Because we have been warned by passages like, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So believing is not only about saying, but more about obeying. We are reminded of that. Talk is cheap if it is not backed by action. This is demonstrated by the parable of the two sons in the Gospel of Matthew. The father said to his two sons, Son, go to work today in the vineyard. The first son replied, I will not. But afterwards, he regretted it and went. The second son said, Yes, I will, sir. But he did not go. Now the question is, which of the two did the will of his father? I'm sure you know the answer to that, brothers and sisters. Because with almost 3 million people gone in a year due to COVID alone, not to mention the total 59 million who died in 2020, that's 50% of the Philippine population, by the way, 
we should no longer be surprised that the form of this world and our many desires are passing away. But death does not have the final say, for we are destined for eternal life of joy with God, and the sole key to this life is obedience. Now, many of us may need to rethink our distorted notion of obedience, like it was some sort of a forced submission to an oppressive higher power that snuffs out our freedom. That's why many have allergies towards obedience today. No wonder there are just so many people preoccupied nowadays with these kinds of mindsets and habits that alienate them from obeying God and serving others. The enemy indeed is at work in dragging more people down with a titanic of pride, selfishness, then despair. But true obedience is a free choice that one makes daily, joyfully, peacefully. And you know what? The more one obeys the Lord, the freer one becomes. Chew on that paradox, brothers and sisters. So in summary, believing equals obeying in word and habit, and obeying yields eternal life. So pray with me, brothers and sisters. Lord of life, grant me the grace to obey only your voice and the people you send to help me know and love you more. Help me, Lord, to renounce everything else as worthless compared with the infinite value of knowing Jesus, my Lord. Everything else is garbage so that I could gain Christ and eternal life forever. God bless you, brothers and sisters. And if you are blessed by this sharing, please share this video so others can also be blessed. Have a great day. Go with God. Amen.